The VPM Daily Newscast is sponsored by Kanawa Capital Management. Your financial life is unique, complex, and dynamic. Kanawa Capital Management's team of credentialed professionals has been helping its clients build wealth and confidence through personalized planning and informed investing since 1989. Learn more at cancap.com. That's K-A-N-C-A-P.com. I'm Benjamin Dolly, and this is the VPM Daily Newscast. Richmond health officials are preparing to deliver a COVID-19 vaccine that could come as soon as a few weeks. But as Roberta Roldan reports, the general public probably won't have access until next summer. Richmond Health District Director Dr. Danny Avula says there are about 60,000 people in central Virginia who will take first priority in getting the vaccine. Those are mainly health care workers and nursing home residents. Virginia as a whole is only expected to get 70,000 initial doses. Avula says once a vaccine is widely available, the health district will hold mass vaccination events. Everything that we've done in terms of COVID testing and uh, mass flu vaccination have been learning opportunities for how we're going to roll out mass COVID vaccination. The health district is also partnering with school districts in central Virginia to be potential vaccination sites. The COVID-19 vaccine is expected to be free. Health officials continue to advise the public to wear masks, physically distance, and limit social gatherings. Roberto Roldan, VPM News. TSA says it screened more than 9 million people nationwide traveling for the Thanksgiving holiday. It was a record number of travelers during the pandemic. At Richmond's weekly COVID-19 update, Dr. Avula urged anyone who traveled to quarantine as much as possible. I would really just encourage people in the couple of weeks following Thanksgiving or or the Christmas and and winter holidays to really change the amount of social interaction you would have on the front end and back end of some of those gatherings. Avula says new COVID-19 cases in Richmond continue to trend upward, peaking last week at an average of 56 per day. The percentage of tests coming back positive, though, remains well below the statewide average. The Virginia Opera is canceling its scheduled 2020-2021 season due to ongoing pandemic concerns. Thursday's announcement comes after a staff and board review. The company says they're compensating artists who've been affected by the cancellation and plans to continue its staying alive residency in the spring of 2021 through digital content and outdoor performances. The Virginia Opera is currently contacting season ticket holders to discuss their options. Inmates at the Richmond Jail are suing corrections officials for tear gassing them over the summer after they demanded answers to questions about their safety during a COVID-19 outbreak. Whitney Evans reports. The Commonwealth Law Group says it's suing in federal court on behalf of people incarcerated at the Richmond City Justice Center who were involved in the August incident. At the time, more than 100 people at the jail had tested positive for COVID-19. Here's attorney Connor Bleakley. The inmates asked correctional officers for more testing, for better quarantining. And most of all, they wanted to be informed about what was being done about coronavirus here. But Bleakley, who interviewed many of the inmates, says they didn't get answers. And when guards told them to go back in their cells, certain inmates refused. The officers allegedly responded to the protest by tear gassing a section of the jail and shutting off the water and ventilation. Whitney Evans, VPM News. VPM has reached out to Richmond Sheriff Antoinette Irving and Mayor LeVar Stoney. Neither has responded. In response to ongoing coronavirus concerns, the Supreme Court of Virginia extended its judicial emergency order for the 14th time yesterday. The order, which has been in place since March, will now be in effect through January 3, 2021. Virginia courts are being directed to continue doing as much business as possible without convening in-person court proceedings. Courts are also encouraged to communicate by video, phone, email, or other means. It's been over a year and a half since a gunman killed 12 people and severely wounded four others at a municipal building in Virginia Beach. 
According to the Virginian pilot, the pandemic has delayed the city's plans to build a memorial honoring the victims. But earlier this week, the city council voted to create a committee to oversee the memorial's design and construction. The council also plans to hire two consultants to work on the project. They'll gather input from survivors, the victims' families, and the general public. A progress report on the memorial is expected by June 2021. Communities and Schools of Chesterfield, or CIS, is offering a seasonal experience. The Holiday Lights Tour, CIS Express, will feature decorated homes people can view from their vehicles using the event map, QR codes, or their cell phone. The tour features houses in the Hampton Park community in Midlothian. Registration is free and includes a link to the guided tour. CIS Express starts Monday and goes through the 20th. After a contentious election season, many Americans are left feeling hurt, afraid, and more divided than ever. StoryCorps and VPM have teamed up on One Small Step, a project that aims to connect people across the political divide through the act of conversation. Stephanie Jockman and Bucky Neal both have backgrounds in education. They also both grew up in primarily white communities with conservative values. So like many One Small Step conversations, theirs touched on race. So I'm fairly new to Richmond. This is my fourth year in the city. Um, So I am interested in what it was like to grow up here because my understanding is that Richmond is a very different city now than it was maybe even 20 years ago. Um, Have you seen the movie The Help? Mm -hmm. Much of that, just sort of the ordinary parts of that, not the extremes one way or the other. Uh, That's a good depiction of my household growing up. Okay. We had a woman who came every week to clean. She didn't raise me. She was there to clean. But it was very much a a separated, segregated uh, existence. And I think it must have been the sit-ins at the Tallheimer's counter downtown Richmond. That's, I think, when I first realized how bad or confusing first, why can't they sit here too? It's, I just, I didn't comprehend it. Where did you grow up and, or is that the place where you were teaching before you came to Richmond? So Mike, yeah, uh, I grew up in Sheboygan, Wisconsin, which is an hour between Milwaukee and Green Bay. I went to St. Norbert College, which is a small uh, Catholic college run by the Norbertine brothers. And I got a job at Notre Dame Academy, which is the high school that's kind of connected to the Norbertine order and taught there for 10 years in Green Bay. I'd be curious to know what were some of the conservative opinions or worldview items that changed by interacting with your students? So I was raised on a, you know, pull yourself up by your bootstraps mentality, especially since I come from farm families. Um, On my dad's side of the family, both of his parents were from big farming families. So that idea of like, you work hard and you, you get what you deserve. And I think just in working with more students, I recognized some people were working really hard and they weren't getting what they needed. Um, I recognized too that Wisconsin is a very, it's a, it's a very segregated state. Segregated how? I mean, I, I don't picture many African-Americans living in Wisconsin. And yet there are, there are many. Yeah. And so I grew up in a primarily white community and there were critiques I would hear offered. You know, my, my dad would criticize a Packer player for wearing dreadlocks or something like that, or would make comments about who spoke well and who didn't. And it took getting out in the world to recognize those comments as microaggressions. And while my dad may have not meant to 
communicate anything negative with those comments other than you know what his preferences were there was something in that that i have come to disagree with and recognize is hurtful and is seated in systemic racism you know he i don't think he even recognized right what was rooted in what he had to say gotcha StoryCorps' One Small Step is made possible in part by the Corporation for Public Broadcasting, a private corporation funded by the American people. For more information about VPM's One Small Step, head to vpm.org slash one small step. All of the stories you've heard can be found online at vpm.org slash news. This has been the VPM Daily Newscast. VPM. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR.